When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for the latest episode of No Huddle Show. It's the season preview podcast, our first annual, <laughs> I guess we'll call it annual, <laughs> so we have to commit to it for next year now, too. Uh, our first annual season preview podcast. We're just going to preview the season today. Uh, normally, we do like just a game preview for the upcoming game, but we decided since this is the first game and it's only the Redskins, we're just going to do an overall thing, <laughs> just taking shots right at the get-go. Uh we're just going to run through a few things. You know, I, I so by the way, I, I asked you guys for uh, bold predictions this season. And I got so many more responses than I expected to the point that I'm not going to be able to even read uh, more than like 25% of them. I think it was over 400-something the last time I checked. So thank you so much for doing that. We'll try to do some more stuff like that where you guys send in your takes or predictions, and we'll kind of go through them and analyze them. I picked out some good ones. I'm not going to be able to read all of them. Um, but thanks again for doing that. Uh, so we're, we're going to hit, what we're going to do is first we're going to do, we're going to we'll go game by game, give our predictions for each game and this Eagles overall record. We're going to do a little NFL overall predictions. I'm going to throw Mike some, some rapid fire, true false type situations. Mike and I also came up with a couple of our own bold predictions that you guys can make fun of. And then we're going to go through some of the best ones that I got on Twitter. Um, all right, so let's, let's jump right into it. I, actually, before we jump right into it, like, do you feel any different about this team now after you going through training camp and preseason and when maybe we started this off season or when we were in OTAs or whatever? Um, yeah, I guess so. Just because the injuries to Craven LeBlanc, the injuries to Camus, Grugier Hill, those happened during training camp. And I think those, not that those two made or broke the, the defense, but it did impact their depth and their overall front line. As you look at it now, the linebacker group, uh, for the most part, is not very proven. They have guys who have played, but not played a ton together. Yeah. Um, and then you look at cornerback, they're light at cornerback because Craven LeBlanc's on IR, and you've got Ronald Darby's coming off an ACL injury, and then the three, you know, young pups and Douglas, Jones, and LeBlanc, and, Doug- and Jones has never really been healthy So prior to this year. So it... I, there, there is some concern there. I also think that I feel a lot better about their wide receiver position than I did probably before the offseason program because I think Carson Wentz and, and Deshaun Jackson have really found their groove. Yeah, because that, I mean, that was the one unknown, really. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I feel like one thing that's probably flipped, and you can tell me if you feel the same way, is I feel more confident that Nelson Aguilar is playing out this season with the Eagles. Like, he feels like a more important oh. part of the offense than maybe you and I both expected. I know there's been a lot of people debating like who gets more catches between Deshaun and Nelson Aguilar. I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying it'll probably be Nelson Aguilar at this point. Though I Deshaun's never been a guy who gets a lot of catches anyway. Like he'll get more yards probably, right? Yeah, I think I I even said I was on radio today and said if you're looking for a guy under the radar for this week in fantasy, like if you play like a one week fantasy league, Nelson Aguilar is a really good sleeper if it's like a deep league because 
I think Deshaun's going to open up a lot of lanes for the underneath receivers, and I think Nelson's going to benefit from that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Deshaun's impact, obviously he's the deep threat that they haven't had, but his, like, just presence on the field, like, that's a real thing. Yeah, for sure, because here's the thing. Not to preview this game too much, but when you have Deshaun, you're going to want to take two or three shots in the first half to establish, hey, look, we're not afraid to throw the ball down the field. We're going to take shots. You need to put a, you need to put a safety on Deshaun along with the corner coverage. So, you know, you need to set that up. It's not like, I mean, they're going to immediately respect his speed and maybe give him a lot of cushion, which every team in the league gives him cushion. Um, but for those deep shots, you really want that safety almost every play to really be focusing on that his side of the field because that opens up the running game. It opens up the underneath passing routes. Um, I still think Zach Ertz is going to lead this team in catches. I still think that Nelson Aguilar is going to be a very productive player in this offense. I think Alshon Jeffrey will will, will eat. Um, and I think Deshaun's going to be one of those guys that probably gets like 45 catches for – you know, 700, yard 700 yards yeah. and, and six touchdowns. You know what I mean? I think I think he's going to be a high-variance player where... He'll have those amazing... Like the week he had against the Eagles last yeah, year. Yeah, you'll have yeah. games where he had it had against the Eagles last year, but you also get games where he catches two passes for, you know... 30 yards or whatever. 30, yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And, and that's one of like that's part of why I think Aguilar might have a better season than we originally expected to because the middle of the field really is going to open up for for guys Aguilar and Ertz stand to benefit the most from Deshaun Got beyond beyond Carson Wentz yeah um, all right so that we can transition you talked a little about threats in the game so we can transition into week by week uh, you, you go first what do you got going on for that week one game so I, I don't think it's like blowout city like everybody's predicting I do think they'll win by two scores blowout city. Um, I think it, I also don't think they're going to put up a ton of points. I think this game is going to be very similar to the Colts game last year where Carson Wentz came off not having any game reps or anything like that, let a drive, an opening drive that was pretty much perfect. And then they, both teams kind of settled in and it was kind of like a knockdown drag out for the second and the third quarter. And then the Eagles pulled away in the fourth. I think that's kind of what this is going to be. I have it 24 to 13 Eagles. Yeah, you have it pretty low scoring. Um, so I, I have the Eagles win. We're not doing scores every game, by the way. We're just doing yeah, scores just for this one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to point this so people don't. Yeah. Wait, why do you guys only do scores for the first one? Yes, I have Atlanta, 56 to... No. Yeah, the very specific what's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, but I have the Eagles winning 35 to 21, and that's mainly because I basically think if the Eagles come out and score like on that first drive, then they're just going to blow this one out of the water. If they don't, then maybe it'll be close like the way you said. But in my head, I just... I just think there's no way Deshaun Jackson doesn't get a long touchdown in this game. I'll put this out there. I will be blown away if the Redskins score more than 20 points. Yeah, blown I mean, away. Absolutely blown away. I mean, we, we joked this in the last podcast, but the Eagles should get a healthy amount of sacks, on, or pressures at least. But on, on the other side, you know, Kerrigan has always done well against Lane Johnson. Uh, Jason Peterson has had a lot of reps, and he's going up against Montez Sweat, who we don't really know about. Yeah, we don't know if what he's ready so, for. So, and, and a 3-4 defense, you can always send an extra blitzer and do some interesting, you know, um, uh, mirage-type looks. And so I think this isn't going to be a cakewalk. Yeah. All right, so we both have them 1-0 so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, week 2, Atlanta Falcons. I'll go first. I have the Falcons... Uh, Wait, I, where's my thing? Sorry. Here, I'll go there. Yeah, you go first. Sorry. While Atlanta may be where the players play and they ride on them things like oh, every God. day. I think that's oh, what no. the lyrics are. But uh, I actually have the Eagles winning this one. Um, I just think Doug Peterson has their number. Um, it's just one of those things. And I think 
This is an opportunity in a dome. You, you, I don't think the Redskins game is the is the Deshaun breakout game. I think being on prime time, being in a being in a dome, being on a road in, on the road, having that first game of confidence instilled in them. I, I think I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna run over the Falcons, but I think they're gonna beat them on, on in prime time. I have them losing to the Falcons. Um, it's. I think it's gonna be a game that comes down to the end, like the last two have against them. Mm-hmm. And you said they have the number. Like in reality, they should have lost that that playoff game, like for sure. Like right. they for sure should have lost that play. But also, those two games were in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles is playing both of them, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so this will be like the first, like real test of a healthy Carson Wentz in prime time we've had in a while. Um, but anyway, this is a tough game. Like the Falcons, I I don't know what you think about them going into this year, but I think they should be. Pretty like playoff contenders, at least they should. You'll find out later. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so I, I just think this is a tough one. I think it's close to a toss up. Um, I'm very curious to see what the line's going to be on that one, especially the Eagles traveling to Atlanta. It depends on kind of how the Eagles play in Week One. I'm sure they're they're the most heavily favored team in Week One. Nine and a half points was as excessive, which is why I, which is almost why I'm a little hesitant for my blowout score because anytime that happens in Week One where you don't know anything, that that's crazy. But yeah, so I have them losing Atlanta in Week Two. Week three, the Lions, I have them winning in a blowout. I don't think the Lions are very good. And it's Matt Patricia. Like, they just have to keep rubbing it in his face. So I think this is oddly going to be one of their harder games to, like, predict for me. Because uh, it's one of those complacency games. You come off winning a, a prime. In my in your in my prediction, yeah. you know, they're 2-0. They're coming off um, a, a win at Atlanta. Yeah. And then they're coming home. And Detroit, on paper, does seem like a cakewalk. Uh, they're going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Like something like a twenty-six to twenty sort of game. Yeah, field goal kicking will matter. And the Eagles, game. I really hope the Eagles run Philly, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> like they have, just do that. Just, maybe four times. Like just do it over and over again and just run it down that play down his throat. <laughs> so I have them three and zero. You have two and one. Two and right? one. Yes. Uh, week four on the road at Green Bay. You go ahead. Um, this is their first loss of the season. This is a, this is a tough early season. Um, I mean, luckily they're playing them in September, not December. Right. Say. But here's why I think this one's tough. Short week. So Matt LaFleur is figuring out how to be a head coach. Um, I think Mike Penn's defense is phenomenal. They look that re- game what was the final night, score of that game? Uh, 10 to three. <laughs> I mean, look, Trubisky's not good, play. but they did a really good job of taking away the running game. And I think the Eagles... If the Eagles become one-dimensional with the pass, they'll be fine. The issue I have is pacing. And if the Eagles struggle on defense against Green Bay, I think they win out. Because if you can take away the running game for the, this Eagles team, which I think is part under the surface partially why people are so optimistic about them because they've improved the running game, uh, I think the Packers can control this one and, and kind of... Uh, put them away in a really tight contest. Yeah, I mean, just playing on a short, playing on a short week and going on the road, it just isn't easy either. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the tougher road environments in the league. Aaron Rodgers, um, he's played pretty well against the Eagles when he's played. I don't think they've played that many times against each other. Uh, this is like the, the Eagles have a tough early season slate. If they can get through the first eight weeks, I mean, you'll we'll see what our predictions are. And like, even if they're at a little bit above five hundred, I think you can feel good because. Their schedule lines up for them to win even six in a row to end the season. Like it just, it's a very unique. They only get on the on a plane once after week eight, which is wild. And it's to Miami. Who, if you're not beating Miami in week eleven or whatever, that is, then you're in trouble. Right. Um. All right. So I have them a loss. I have them at two and two. So you have them at three and one, right? Correct. So week five, the New York 
football jets. <laughs> Do people call them that? I don't know, but I call them <laughs> the New Jersey Jets. The New Jersey? Um, I mean, I shouldn't be a shocker to say I have them winning this one in the Joe Douglas Bowl. Uh, the Jets, like, I think they're on the right track, but I still don't... It feels like they're going to be 2016 Eagles more than 2017 Eagles. I like, I'm a big Sam Darnold fan. I have been since college. Uh, they have a really bad offensive line. Their secondary isn't... Like, their corners aren't amazing. Um, so I think the Eagles are going to win this one by quite a bit. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Sorry to be boring. <laughs> no, I agree with There's not much that. to say on a game like yeah. that. Week 6 is a fun one. The Minnesota Vikings at the Nick Foles Memorial Stadium. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, so this will be the third straight year they play. I mean, it's kind of funny. They're playing the Falcons, uh, Vikings, and Patriots in order this year. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> but, so... I'm not as high in the Vikings as some people are. I, I, I'm not, I'm not into Kirk Cousins guys. I don't know if there are many Kirk Cousins guys out there. I like their weapons on offense. Those receivers are really hard to cover, and the Eagles' corners will have a tough time with them. Um, their defense took a step back last year. I, especially if you know coming off a Jets win, you're on the road. And many, this is the first of three straight road games, by the way, mm-hmm. which is like the toughest part of the season, like by far. I have them winning this one. I have them losing. Uh, I just think, you know, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the Super Bowl. I just yeah. know that that's going to be a game Mike Zimmer's going to really want to win. The, it's, the Vikings are going to care about that one more than the Eagles are, I feel like. Right, and I, we, it's been hard to judge how this team's going to be against the run, and I think that's a Dalvin Cook game written all over it. Um, I also think that Kirk Cousins is a guy who's kind of – High variance, too. And so I, I think that's a game, a 1 o'clock game at home. Um, I'll go with Minnesota just because I think that that's one of those games that they just, you know, it's uh, the odds aren't stacked against them, but I just it seems like a loss on paper. Yeah. So the next game, uh, Week 7, is the second of the road trip at the Dallas Cowboys. Those games are always close. Mm-hmm. Last year they should have won that one. That was the Camus game, right? With the the fourth fumble reco- yeah, it was the fumble recovery, the first play that they called back. Right. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a fumble recovery. Back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, yeah. like the the Eagles are circling this game on their calendar for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a bummer because I've got it as a loss. I have it. I have it as a win. Okay. Surprise win on the road. You know, you got you got to change it up and, and have them win, win on the road in the division sometimes. So, I, it's gonna be going back to back on the road and then another road game coming up. It's definitely gonna be a hard one. But I, in my head, I see Carson Wentz staying healthy, and I see him hitting his stride at this point of the season, and maybe this is his signature game because he hasn't really had like a regular season close game against a like playoff contending team. So I think this is kind of his moment. Yeah, I think since Carolina. Uh, yeah, since the Carolina game. Yeah, a couple of years ago. But um, I just I feel like this team's going to split. I feel like the two teams are going to split. I think they're yeah, relatively whether even. It's, in, whether it's at home or on the road. Yeah, yeah, I think it's relatively even in talent, so I gave him the loss this one. Uh, not happy about this game. It's on my wife's birthday. Um, so, yeah. What, the Cowboys game? Yeah, I'm really, like, I've gotten a lot <laughs> What's of... What's the date on that? October 20th. Hey, see, you remember your wife's birthday. That's good. Yeah, it was well, it's the one thing I can remember. Yeah, my, my dad's birthday is the 22nd. Uh, That's a, and your birthday is what? Like the 10th. Months? The 10th, right. There mm-hmm. we go. My mom's the 9th. October's so, a good month. October I mean, not if month. you have to spend money. Brett Favre's birthday, October 10th. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, let's go to Buffalo, which Wait. I think is a really interesting game. Yeah, it is. So Buffalo, 
they're a team that I feel like I don't know if they're necessarily good, but they're going to be competitive probably. Mm-hmm. Sure. That that's the third game of a three game road trip. If the Eagles win uh, the first two, like I have them doing, I, I have a feeling they might try. They might let up a little bit on the Bills, and I feel like Josh Allen in my head is like he could be just, he could be like the white Joe Webb to the Eagles. <laughs> like he he either is going to be terrible and throw a few interceptions because that's just his game, or he's going to run wild on them because he's capable of doing that. Like scramble, avoid the pass rush, run for three touchdowns, be the host most hated. Most hated man in Philadelphia, and that's kind of how I see I see him being Joe Webb and beating the Eagles. So you and I have it reversed. You have two wins and, and then a loss. I have two losses, and then they get their shiz together. <laughs> uh, Wait, so, do we, so do we both have them at five and three right now? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think so. Just Buc- different way of getting there, maybe. right? Again, we talked about the running defense, and they're going to have to tighten up. I think this is a big game for Timmy Jern again. I think. Um, you know, the, the Bills offensive line is terrible. I, I think they're going to be able to force some pressure on, on Allen. Um, he seems to be the type of quarterback that, that, you know, he's got a great arm, he's got mobility, but I do wonder when you start throwing pressure into his face, how he reacts. I also don't think their defense is very good. Um, so I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, uh so we both right now have five at, at the halfway point. We have them at five, five and three. And three. All right, week nine, home against the Bears. Having that with no... I, a bye would have been ideal right there. Um, so cut your host in the Bears after that. There might be a little recency bias in my voice because we just saw a Thursday night game where the Bears just looked really bad. Mr. Bisky looks like he doesn't belong in the NFL based on Thursday night's game. But um, So I have them winning this game. It is a rematch of that play- playoff game. Only no Nick Foles, no Trayvon Hester, and no Cody Parkey, which but everybody's upset about. They are, Eagles aren't home. Um... I was wasn't sure what I felt about the Bears, and then they they kind of like sold it for me that I'm not sure about them as a playoff team this year. They'll they'll compete for the playoffs, but so I think the Eagles win this one. Yeah, I agree. All right, good analysis. Are we? Yeah, <laughs> then they go. So that means they go into a bye, and we both have them six and three. If that's the case, they're in really really good shape, and they'll be competing for the number one seed down the stretch. So I have them undefeated at home through that stretch. So, but then things turn. Yeah, I mean week eleven. It's coming off a bye, so you feel a little better about it. But I think the Patriots also are coming off a bye. Yes, they are. So, Patriots, Eagles, Super Bowl rematch. This is kind of going to be a game where I feel like Carson Wentz might be a little overzealous. Like yes, he, I agree. And he's, he's shown to be, last year especially, he did that more than a few times where he forces things. He's going to want to prove himself against Tom Brady. Everybody's going to talk about Nick Foles. The statue, I believe, is still at the link. So, that the, the Philly-Philly play happened against the Patriots. Like, that's just the, the sort of game where the Eagles are going to be maybe too amped up for it. I think the media is going to be blamed for that loss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's our fault that we hyped it up. Or yeah, whatever. yeah um, I just think this is going to be a game where Belichick really messes with Wentz's uh, comfort level. And I think he sends a lot of different exotic blitzes at him. I think I think the Patriots have some of the one of the better secondaries in the league. I know they don't have Rob Gronkowski, but... You know, you never know by midseason if he wants yeah, to play again. Um, <laughs> yeah, coming off the bye, yeah, the first think, game. I think Josh Gordon's going to be a really big challenge for this team. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got the Patriots. I think it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, and that's the sort of game that, for the people who doubt Carson Wentz, that would be the game that flips it. Well, and... And, and the Cowboys road And game. to this point... They're undefeated at home, so if you can get to week 11 and be undefeated at home... I then think you can't be too mad about yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're at. Uh, so they're 6-4. C- C- yeah, Seahawks at home. I'm not huge on the Seahawks roster this year. They have some talented guys, but they don't really have 
great weapons on offense. Um, they've lost some guys on defense. So they did add uh, Jadavian Clowney, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Eagles winning this game. I have them losing. I, they, Pete Carroll has done a really good job against them in the past. Russell Wilson, too. Yeah. Russell Wilson is, as well. He, you know, His ability to evade pressure is something that's frustrated the Eagles since he got drafted. Um, I've got them losing that game. Um, so I got them on a two-game losing streak coming off the bye. So now they're 6-5, and five, and there's some worry in the air. Until they travel to Miami. <laughs> Correct. If, like, that's like the reprieve. Yeah. Um, like that's sort of... Eagles often will lose a game they're not supposed to. They're winning that game. If they lose that game, like then yeah. you could start. You might the the Doug Peterson should be on the hot seat. Looky lose will come out of the woodwork even if it's stupid. So I'm going to create a narrative here. So Giants get off to a decent start, and so they're still in contention by week twelve. The Eagles are now six and five. Um, the the Cowboys are seven and four. It's starting to get interesting, but Miami. Just pay attention to my picks from here. Miami kind of sets the course right. So, what you got? Uh, Giants the next week. Um, Giants at home on Monday night. I have them beating the bricks off the Giants. Like, yeah. I, I think... Daniel Jones will be the starter. Yeah. I mean, who knows, actually, with the Giants. Maybe I think Eli. <laughs> either, either way, Jim Schwartz is going to win that game. Especially at home. If you lose the Giants at home. But I, I think Jim Schwartz got it. So, I have the Eagles at 9-4 and four at that point. Uh, so, I have them at, what, 7-5. Uh, seven and 7-5. Five. Seven and five. Week Wait, then you you would have them at eight and four. Did I miss something? Right, because yeah, it's twelve games. Yeah, because you yeah. I'm, I miscalculated something. Don't you guys like radio? Um, uh, go go to the next game. Okay, so Redskins. Again, they're at home. Uh, they're on the road. The Eagles last year traveled on the road. Biggest. Uh, week 17 game they've had in a while. 24 nothing. They ran wild on the Redskins. I think they do that in this game as well. I think the Redskins uh, running back group will be banged up. I think their offensive line will be banged up. Uh, Dwayne, Has- I don't, Dwayne Haskins will probably be starting by then. Probably, think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think Jim Schwartz does well against rookie quarterbacks for the most part. What do you got? Yeah, they have them beating the Redskins. They're, they're, okay. not, they're not losing to the Redskins. All right, so right now for me, they're on a three-game winning streak. Um, then they host the Cowboys at a late kickoff, four twenty-five. That's the game. That's the Carson game because right now uh, they're both coming into it with in a game of each other. If the Eagles win, then they're going to have the better division record because I only have them losing one game uh, in the division. They're going to beat the Cowboys. Carson, that's going to be Carson's defining moment. He needs to stay healthy for 16 games so he can get to week 16 and kind of make his his money. Um, so right there, uh, I have them at 10 and 10 and 5. Yeah, see, I have them losing to the Cowboys in this game. Um, and I also have the Cowboys at 9 and 5. I looked, I went through their schedule. I have the Cowboys at 9 and 5 heading into this game. So that would mean they would be in a tie heading into week 17. And they would be fighting for the division title. The Eagles would be out of contention probably for one of the top two seeds. Ideally, if the Eagles are going to make the Super Bowl, they probably need home field advantage. And I, I, it seems like you don't see them getting that either. Well, I do have them beating the Giants the next week, so that would make them eleven and five. But yeah, not top two seed though. Correct. Yeah. So you. That's what I'm right, but I, I think there's a situation where I mean, I, I think all these games are going to be close. I think this is going to be the, the season where everybody's going to be like, wow, we're like. 
three points down from the Patriots with four minutes to go. We were down by one. Blah, blah, blah. That's what fans are going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, like last year where like half their games were decided by... Well, fans are constantly yeah. saying, you know, the we thing where it's like, well, you know, we were down by 14, you know, but then we came back and we were only down by three. You know, it's like, it's one of those things. Yeah. So week 17 against the Giants, it's on the road. I still think they win that one pretty handily and and thus clinch the NFC East. Yeah, I think we both have the money. So another so another year where the NFC East isn't by the same champion. <laughs> in fact, it hasn't been the same right. in two years in a row since the two, early 2000s when the Eagles did it, which is wild. The the NFC South went through like a stretch like that for like 15 years too. So it's, it's been more than 15 years for this one, so. Yeah, it's crazy. Bananas. <laughs> All right, so so let's go. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go through our, our predictions for the overall playoffs too, because um, we need to get that in the in the universe so people can come back and tell us how dumb. Clearly, <laughs> I think people are gonna like yours. All right. So for the AFC, I have the top six being the Chiefs, Patriots, Texans, and Steelers winning their divisions, with the Colts and the Browns being the wild card teams. Okay. Um, I have the Chiefs, Patriots. Um, Steelers, and then uh, what am I missing? The Texans division. Oh yeah, the AFC South and uh, the Jaguars. Oh. Um. So that that's the Nick top. Nicole's experiment works. And then I have the Chargers and the um, the Browns. Chargers and Browns. All right. NFC. I have the Saints, Rams, Eagles, Packers winning the division, and then the Cowboys and Panthers as the wild cards. I have the. I have the the um, Falcons and the uh, or sorry sorry my bad one to six yeah one to six duh so one Saints two um, Rams three Eagles four Vikings and then the wild cards are the number five would be the Falcons and then number six would be the Packers Packers or Packers. sorry it's number six would be the Cowboys I'm yeah sorry. yeah. All right, and then so for the championships, I have the Chiefs over the Patriots, Saints over the Eagles, and then the Saints over the Chiefs. So like for the whole thing, like you, I have the Saints over the Eagles in the NFC title game. So we both think the Eagles win on the road in that uh, second game. Yeah, I think I think they they beat the Cowboys, and then I think they beat the um, the Falcons. Or no, no, they beat the they beat the Cowboys, and then they beat the uh, the Vikings. Sorry. Vikings. All right. And um, who's your, what's your Super Bowl in uh, NFC Championship or AFC Championship? I mean, um, hmm. I have the Chargers facing off against the Chiefs. Um, so I think the Chargers kind of oh. make that climb on the road, kind of like the Steelers did for that first Super Bowl that they won with Roethlisberger. I think Big Phillip finally getting over the hump. Huh? Yeah, and uh, I have so Philip Rivers is going to take all those kids, and he's going to go to Miami to face the Saints. In the Drew Brees Bowl, and he is going to fight, which is ironic because Miami passed on Brees because of his shoulder, and then he went to New Orleans, and I think Phillip Rivers finally wins his ring and rides off into the sunset, and then they can open up that new stadium. One of the most tortured franchises. You have them finally breaking the trend for all 12 fans that care about the Chargers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. And honestly, that would be the the sweetest revenge for, for pretty much everybody who... 
it works for the NFL because, wow, they've been trying to buzz us up and the Rams. <laughs> yeah, do you think fans will finally start going to the StubHub Center or whatever it's <laughs> yeah, called? Right. For all 30,000 people uh, they can fit in there? <laughs> well, think about that, though. Like, a team that's, like, basically lost their fan base winning the Super Bowl. I just want the chaos. Just want the chaos. Hey, you got to change. Everybody's picking the same, like, four teams, though, so you have to change it up. I respect yeah. that. And I haven't seen as many Browns picks as I expected because their hype machine has gotten, like, out of control. Yeah, I was doing radio, and they, we did predictions, and I stuck with mine, but another guy went with the, the Browns going to the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Losing. Yeah, it, yeah. That's excessive. Like, teams usually don't make that jump from nothing to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I don't, can't even think of a time where that's happened. Yeah, it's... Like, from being nothing for as long as they've been nothing. Right. <laughs> All right, so we also, we came up, we're going to go through the bold predictions in a bit, but first, uh, we both came up with two of our own. You want to go first? Give me, give me one of your bolds. Um... Yes. Miles Sanders will have more catches than J.J. Ursega-Whiteside and um, Jordan Howard combined. So what 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 kind of number are we looking at? I know you're just saying generally. I think he's like, going to have 30 catches. And so, I think, so you just don't see... Well, Jordan Howard probably will. Yeah, I think Jordan Howard will have 10 and Ursega-Whiteside will have like 15. Based on the bold predictions we got from fans, I would say they definitely disagree on the JJRC Whiteside thing because there were some there were some bold ones in there. I won't be able to get to them. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with I have a Miles Sanders related one for my bold prediction. Um, I say either Miles Sanders or Deshaun Jackson get a thousand yards this season. Hmm. Okay. The Eagles haven't had a thousand yard receiver or rusher in a while. They haven't had a receiver since twenty fourteen. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Yes, they had disasters. Yeah. Um. And Deshaun Jackson hasn't had that in a while either, by the way. And he, and he do, doesn't do it as many catches. And Miles Sanders, they haven't had a thousand-yard rusher since Nam, I think, is the technical term. <laughs> All right, what's your, what's your second bold? Um, I have Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox both having 10 sacks. Cox has only gotten 10 sacks once, which was last year. Graham's never done it. Uh, they also haven't had two 10-sack uh, ten, ten guys in the same ten, season. Yeah, in the same season and forever. I, I don't even remember. the. I looked it up last night and I totally forgot. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I, t- I forgot the year, sorry. I actually, I actually think, not this is my bold prediction, but I think Derek Barnett is more likely to get 10 sacks than Brandon Graham this season. I think it's That's fair. That was going to be That's my other hot take or anything, yeah. but <laughs> there are some people who have, I won't spoil it, I think there's, <laughs> there's some awesome bold predictions is all I'm going to say. We're going nice. to get to some of them. Uh, my second one I'll say is that I think Andre Dillard starts at least four games this year. Okay, that's good. And maybe that's not necessarily left tackle. Maybe somebody else gets hurt on the right side. I don't know. I don't know if that's bold, but it's good. For four, for four starts, the expectation is that he doesn't play at all this year. Is it when you've seen Jason Peters be... He played every game last year. Yeah, but he didn't finish every I game. I didn't say finish. I said I know, start. but like just... The, I, I don't know. All right, fine. All right, I'll give you it. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. He played every single game. No, I know, year. but I mean like as far as... Like I think people are expecting Peters to kind of... Kind of have a, have a stretch where he, he's out for a bit, right. based on history. Well, I mean, obviously I believe that too, because based on my prediction. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, then I got some tr- rapid-fire true-false, so put your phone down. Uh, all right, fine. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. <laughs> so you have to look at Twitter, that's how it works? All right. Um, true-false, all right. So true-false, Carson Wentz plays all 16 games. True. True or false, Jordan Howard leads the team in carries. False. So you think Sanders does? Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Um, but but would you be surprised if Howard led the team ultimately in carry? Like, would that be a surprise to you? Yes. Oh, it would be. Okay. Uh, true or false, the Eagles make more than one in-season trade. 
It just in general, just like in trading general. away or trading for. Yeah. Uh, I've said acquiring a player. More than one, yes. More than one. Okay, I like that. Uh, true or false? Dallas Goddard plays more than fifty percent of the snaps. False. Craven LeBlanc plays again this season. True or false? True. True. Okay. I think there's a chance he doesn't. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. Um, well, he's on IR. Yeah. True or false? We go more than four weeks without fans calling for Mike Grow to be fired. <laughs> I don't know. That's see those two back to back losses to Seattle and, and I mean it could happen week one. It could happen week one if they don't score like the first drive. False. <laughs> false. Less than four. <laughs> True or false, Greg Ward is on the active roster before the end of the season. False. True. Same thing, Alex Singleton. True. Boston Scott. False. I say true on Boston Scott. Okay. Like Sproles gets hurt and they need a returner or something. Okay. That's my theory. Um, true or false? Sidney Jones and Ronald Darby are still the starting cornerbacks in Week Ten. False. So who do you think's the result? Do you think which one gets hurt or whatever? In the I mean, you game? just go by history. Yeah. No. I, I think. I mean, it's a probably a safe bet. Rasul <laughs> replaced one of the two. The two most injury pro guys are the starters. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even include this, but true or false? Jalen Mills is playing by week 10. Is he on the active roster or is he playing? Playing. Uh, false. I wonder if, like, if he get. When's the trade deadline? What week is that? It's. Is it six? It's tip. No, it's typically. It's either week. I think it's week 10. Okay, so I, I'm. I wonder if he gets. It's in he- October. I wonder if he gets healthy if they just trade him away. I don't know what they can get for him, but. Um, but guy, guys get traded that aren't that good all the time. Uh, true or false, LJ Fort and Anderson Deho are on the roster after week 10. True. So lose those count picks. You're only going to get one. <laughs> you want to win a Super Bowl? What? Like oh, so what happened? if one of them hypothetically got hurt, could, I know we're not the comp doctors, but... I think if they get like if they, if they if they If they did an injury settlement or whatever, like would it count towards the formula? That I don't know. That's a, I know it's a very specific question that's meant for Jimmy Kempsey, but yeah. that's an I interesting thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they pull a Tanya Harding or something. You know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, true or false about your boy, Nate Herbig. He plays meaningful snaps in more than one game. False. Um, true or false, the Eagles sign another player to a contract extension before the end of the year. True. Who? Camus. Camus. The second he is healthy, they will sign him. If Nelson Aguilar is having a really good year, I, I think he's a sneaky one. He's a sneaky one. I just think I don't like, think it's gonna happen. But I'm saying if he's like really looking really good, I think it's one of those things though where you have Deshaun for two more years. You probably are releasing Jeffrey, so yeah, maybe. But like I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're better off. I think he's better off having the leverage of free agency. Yeah. I don't think they'll just Yeah, I mean, for him, it probably makes more sense to go to free, unless the Eagles came with a really good offer. Right. Um, true or false, if Carson Wentz is healthy, in Week 17, he wins the MVP. Like, if we get to Week 17 and he's still playing, I should say. I'm going to say false. I think Drew Brees is going to win it. You think because I think he hasn't won it yet, right? He has. Oh, he has won it. Yeah, I just think he's going to... If they win the NFC, he's going to he's gonna win it. All right. True or false, the Eagles have a Pro Bowler not named... Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, Lane Johnson, Kelsey, Cox, or Jenkins. So any of their obvious Pro Bowl guys. They have someone who's not in that group. Who makes it? Cam Johnston. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you don't need to say true. You can just say yeah, true. <laughs> All right, and this has nothing to do with football. True or false, 
Zach Rosenblatt watches Tombstone before the trade deadline. It better be true or I'm quitting. <laughs> Ooh, this <laughs> may motivate me to not watch it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, enjoy all the work, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, all right, so we that's our full preview. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got one. Oh, yeah, if you have any, you want to throw yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blueberry donuts. Underrated or Isn't overrated? true or false yes. question? Oh, wait. Blueberry true or, donuts? True or false? Blueberry donuts are underrated. They're properly related. I don't. I never. I don't even consider blueberry donuts. What, what made you think of that? What, what a terrible! I, I did a take today and it was great. I mean, well, it, it I was didn't know the last time I ate a blueberry donut. Like, I don't oh even, man, I, I love blueberry. I've never donuts. seen somebody even talk about. Let that. us <laughs> let us know if you like blueberry donuts. I know yeah, I've that. had a, kind of a rough performance on this podcast, but <laughs> blueberry donuts are going to get. I mean, me I, I always go Boston cream. That's my go. Yeah, I, I like Boston cream too, but it goes straight to your hips. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you you feel good because blueberry. Well, it's do, like, donuts in general, like they're so good, but I like feel so crappy after eating. But like, I feel like blueberry you're kind of like well you know it's basically eating like a plain glaze and you do the only added flavor is blueberry <laughs> i don't know you guys let us know what you think about blueberry donuts if you care about them if it's a no oh here you go <laughs> i got i got i got one for you like a real one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh true or false nate sudfeld returns to the backup like he's job a, like, the number like two you're job. Saying he's over josh mccown yeah i say false okay why do you think he will no, but I do think the way they have the... They're kind of framing it. Yeah. So I, think, I could, I mean, I could see them, like, just having him be the active guy. Yeah, but then, and then, then the, he but, is a, on top of him. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, and then the next week, they're like, oh, I don't know, we might start Josh McCann, actually. <laughs> that would be a weird thing to do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would be very weird. Let's let's hope we don't have to deal with the whole Carson Wentz getting hurt again thing, because I'm tired of writing about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've mastered... People don't even that. like reading it, so... Yeah. It's not a fun thing. I mean, how many times can we write the same exact sentences about like well, his? And last the thing year? too is right. So let's say they lose him in their six and five. At that point, do you who do you play? Right? You know, that's that. I feel like that could be a thing. Uh, like if you're just trying to have someone maintain a winning season or have someone win games for you, yeah. Right, because like Nate's gonna be a free agent the next year, and after three years of having back to back to back season-ending injuries for Carson Wentz, do you want to be able to say? hey, let's re-sign him, we know what he is, give him some action, or do we want a guy who could potentially retire at the end of the year, suck up all the playing time, and possibly go like 3-3, three and three, and so they finish 9-7. and seven. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. Like, or 3-8, right. whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and whatever. All right, so are you ready for these, uh, these listener bold predictions? As I'll ever be. <laughs> all right, so there's a lot that were repeats because they're good hot takes, or uh, bold predictions, but also a lot of you have the same idea about a few players in particular. I, I like I tried tallying for a while, and then there just became too many replies. But I would say that the three most popular topics were Dallas Goddard getting more, in some variation of Dallas Goddard getting more touchdown receptions than Zach Ertz. Miles Sanders either winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, getting them. I'll, I'll read some of them, but like a lot of Miles Sanders love, and uh, there's a lot of JJRC to Whiteside also. Like, those are the three bold predictions people had the most frequently. Before you start the bold predictions, I realize I misspoke. I have the Eagles beating the Cowboys and the Rams in the playoffs to get to the NFC title game. I said Vikings. I apologize. People were pretty pissed, so. <laughs> Look, there's always, like, six people in every podcast room, you know? <laughs> All right. So, let's see here. Oh, this is a good one. At Eagles Nut. Has the Eagles going 12-4? and four, And he said, the Eagles running back who leads the team with the most yards from scrimmage? Corey Clement. That's not crazy. Yeah, it's bold though. I like it. Yeah. Um, here's one. At Flyers Guru, has them going 13-3. and three. 
And he says, Miles Sanders leads the league in 20-plus yard rushing touchdowns. Hmm. I'm going to stick with this Miles Sanders thing because there's a three in a row that are like this. Uh, at Scooter McGill, McGilly, one, says Miles Sanders scores a touchdown four different ways, running, receiving, kick return, and a passing touchdown. So maybe he's the Philly special guy. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, and at Goodfellow, 91, 11 of five, Sanders leading the NFL in yards from scrimmage. <laughs> And then there's oh one more. There's see there's a lot of us, but there some of these are great. At Go Jacks, hey Jaguars. Mm. Uh, he has Sanders leading the team in rushing and receiving yards. <laughs> wow, second coming to Brian Westbrook. Over. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the Miles Sanders love? I'm sure that doesn't Look, surprise you at all. Philly loves running backs. They also love linebackers. Uh, ironically, those are the two positions the Eagles. They put always seem to need. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I think Miles is going to be a really, really good player. Is he special? Uh, he's had his moments where he's looked like that's the potential. Let's see how he does. Kind of those first four games. I do think he will be heavily used those first four yeah. games. So these next like four, you can see the variance of how people feel about Jordan Howard. Um, I'm stoked. <laughs> at U of Mover MSU says Howard is traded at some point. So he doesn't think what Doug told him today is true. Okay. <laughs> um, at Here's Trev says Jordan Howard makes the Pro Bowl to the other direction. Um, at Lake Sanity says Howard leads the league in rushing touchdowns. <laughs> at Torson Ward, college friend of mine actually, uh, as Darren Sproles finishes the season with more rushing yards than Jordan Howard. Huh. That, that would be a tough break for Jordan if that happens, I'll say. Yeah, there probably is a break if, if that's what happens. <laughs> what, how do you feel about Jordan Howard going to this? I know it seems like, I don't know, but it seems locally people have soured on him more than nationally, weirdly, because I, I still see people giving him love nationally. I, I, think, I still think he's a solid running back. Yeah, I think he's a solid running back. I think he's kind of fallen off as far as the attention because of the preseason. And, and Miles Sanders, yeah. I do think Miles Sanders is probably the starting running back by week six, but I I do think Jordan Howard will be used pretty heavily. I also think like if you look at this game coming up, it's very hard to predict who's the running back you should use, mainly because if they do blow them out, they're probably going to want Jordan Howard to run out the clock because yeah, he, he's, he's the he's guy you trust. Him and Clement would be the two guys that do that probably. Yeah. But he's also the guy yeah. you trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they, they always rave about him, by the way. The coaches love him. Right. And and the thing is, too, is if it is a close game, you're going to want to see Clement and Sproles out there in passing situations, too. So it's kind of a weird thing for Miles early on. But I, I do think that Jordan Howard will have an okay season. I think they have the ability to run him into the ground, which is appealing because they're probably not going to sign him next year. Um and I think I think that's gonna be a good one-two punch. It's gonna be Miles and Jordan Howard, and I think they'll sprinkle in Sproles and Clement. All right, two more rushing-related ones because it's a heavy topic over here. But the, this one's very specific, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, at Broad and Pattinson, Sproles has a game-winning punt return touchdown in the Super Bowl to end his career. That'd be something. <laughs> and if that person gets that right, we'll buy them a full pizza. <laughs> Uh, Zach Rosenblatt will no, show up at your pizza party. No, enough with the pizza party stuff. We're going to buy you a full pizza pie if Darren Sproles wins the Super Bowl on a Speak power for yourself, touchdown. Man. We'll get a sponsor. <laughs> you, keep, you keep offering pizza parties that you're not paying for. That's not, right. that's not an offer. Do you know how stoked that one guy was? Yeah, and, and has the, <laughs> is the pizza party happening? Uh, he said that he wanted to arrange it. God, you're unreal. All right. <laughs> at... E-B-C-I-N-P-A. I'm not going to try and pronounce that. The Eagles' leading rusher is not currently on the roster. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Maybe he's thinking. I don't know. 
they trading for Deshaun Watson? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like somebody who would be a, a somebody who could run and would play a ton. And it wouldn't be a guy in a committee that you would just bring oh, up. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to read off all the Goddard ones, but I will say the first one to write a Goddard touchdown greater than Ertz, which is their most popular tweet, was at Brian Wartz 19. What you, so I, I tweeted this last night, and I was based off all these uh, these bold predictions. Like, there's Goddard is, like, so clearly the guy that fans are going to be upset isn't getting the ball enough or isn't playing enough because mm-hmm. he probably isn't going to get the ball enough or play enough. Like, you predicted that he gets less than 50% of the snaps. I think that's reasonable, especially with kind of the, it seems like the the rise of Aguilar. Um, it's possible Ertz gets hurt at some point. It, last year was his first like full season in a few years. Um, I think it was since like 2015 or something like that, 2014. Uh, so there's a chance that, that that would skew it a little bit, but he see, all right, he feels like the guy, him and Miles Sanders are the top two, I said, and then I had Deshaun, I believe, third. Well, you know, I mean, you look at those positions, too. I think a lot of people love Zach Ertz, but realistically, if Goddard excels, you've got another trade asset, you've got another spot where you can add money. I, I think there's appeal there. I also think with Miles Sanders, it's the running back position's an appealing position because they are so involved and they have so many responsibilities and they can make or break your team and your offense. So I think that's why the two of them are so very popular amongst the fan base. Yeah. All right, so this one, at the Chubby Don says, Nelly will lead the team in receiving yards. That would be very bold. Yeah. Uh, that That is a very bold prediction, but I love it. There's a bunch of J-Jaw ones, but at RP underscore Quiggs says he finishes with more yards than Deshaun Jackson. I think that would mean Deshaun got hurt probably. Arcega Whiteside. Oh, Arcega Whiteside. Uh, that would probably mean Deshaun got hurt, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or Jeffrey did. Yeah. Another one that says he Arcega Whiteside leads the team in touchdowns. Another from Bakor underscore Matthew says he wins rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's not typically people, people a wide like receiver. That's not typically a wide receiver yeah. thing. It's normally a running this, back. Or, this one or, would imply that Carson Wentz is going to get like a thousand touchdowns. At Philly Doctor, five wide receivers or tight ends will get six or more touchdowns. Six times well, that's just thirty touchdowns between five guys, but that 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 right there, like you're getting fifty touchdowns if that's the that. That doesn't seem like he's spreading the ball around all that much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'd be interesting. Another Aguilar one at Jace Glenn, who has them going undefeated. By the way, there's a lot of uh, nineteen and O's actually, and they're like, I actually believe this was. It was like the disclaimer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Aguilar <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. He would be a good candidate for Super Bowl. It's usually he, a guy he, like that. He would have been third in my voting for for the last one. Third. Yeah. Over Clement, Brandon Graham. No, Nick, Clement, and then him. So over, he, over Brandon Graham? Yeah. Uh-huh. Brandon Graham made, made the game-winning play. The def- yeah, he made the game-winning play, but the overall game. Over Alshon Jeffrey? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a take right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. Um, oh, this one. Brett. Actually, no, fourth. I would have yeah. Ertz. I'd have Ertz over him. And he wouldn't even be in the top five. All right. Um... Let's see. At Brett R five twenty seven has Deshaun leading the team in yards and touchdowns. I think that's doable. I don't know if it'll happen, but I think that's doable. I don't think it's gonna happen, but it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at two live Q has Aguilar being traded before the deadline, and Greg Ward or JJRC Whiteside break out from the slot. Very high in Greg Ward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Derek Barnett got a lot of love in here, and some of it extreme. So I'm just gonna read these off. In, these three off in a row, and you can react to them. Go for it. Uh, at Mr. Underscore Joe Underscore Cell, has the Eagles 
Going 15 and 4, including the playoffs. 13 and 3 in the regular season. Yeah, Derek Barnett getting 15 sacks. At JL271980, has Derek Barnett leading the NFL in sacks. At F. Barber Jr., has Derek Barnett winning Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> well, if he leads the, the yeah, league so in sacks. Yeah, so those all kind of tie together. Yeah. How, how high are you? I know you've always been high on Barnett. I'm very high on him. Not right? Defensive Player of the Year high, I would guess. I think he misses <laughs> some games this year, just. You know, maybe he suffers a setback or something, but I think he finishes with around eight and a half, nine sacks. Yeah, I think he's going to lead the team. In, uh, maybe for Coxville. I don't know. Okay, speaking of that, um, at Joe S. J O S Lewis, Deshaun Hall leads the team in sacks. At Rodolfo Mana, Deshaun Hall has the most strip sacks on the D line. At Wooder Ice 76, Deshaun Hall has more sacks than Brandon Graham. <laughs> the Brandon Graham like was abducted by aliens. I think it's more people solitation all dominating the preseason. Or day day. This time last year, nobody even knew he existed on, in Philadelphia. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, there was a lot of Carson Wentz winning MVP. I don't need to read all of them. Uh, this one, I find interesting. It's a like unique one at Stadium Philly. He has Nate Gary getting cut when Camp Camus is ready. Hmm. If he's playing really bad again and. Yeah, I mean, if he makes a couple of mistakes. Yeah, I like it. At Marcos Levia, the Giants finished second in the division. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. Man, that would be a tough break for the Cowboys and that. Or Eagles, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Whoever he has me first. At Stanford says, Jordan Mailata will score a touchdown. If he even sees the field this year, I'd be pretty shocked. (laughs) It was a big win for him that he wasn't put on IR. So, I mean, in theory. Yeah. Um... At Jared Stefan has Malcolm Jenkins winning Super Bowl MVP. Seems reasonable if they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, you'd have to have like a pick and a force. Yeah, that's usually, yeah. Um, this one is interesting because there's a couple similar to this. At Norm underscore new, Isaac Sayamalo is a second team all pro guard. And there's someone else who had him as a pro bowler. I think that's like a sneaky possible. Yeah. It's tough to make it for an off because you usually need a name brand to get voted in for but, the offensive line, but. But what helps him is that he plays in an offensive line yeah. with really good players. I also think... Um, so if you, yeah, if, you, if you look at his PFF numbers and he has no sacks given up through eight weeks or whatever, then people will start talking about him. Yeah, he was the other guy other than Johnston that I would have considered. Those are the only two guys. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that the coaches have been really high on in the fall this year. Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting about him too is his versatility. Is like, let's say Kelsey goes down and... He's having a great year at left guard. If he's having such a great year at left guard, do you move him to center? Or, like, the, I, I'm just, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. Not by Jason Kelsey being injured, obviously, <laughs> but how they would use Sam Allo in an injury situation. Yeah. I, I, I am Trev Hulan. He's the first to add this tweet, so I'll read his. Is Cox winning Defensive Player of the Year? That's his goal. It's a goal. But as long as Aaron Donald's in the league, it's going to be hard for him to break through that. Yeah, you have to do something like... Uh, Aaron Donald had like 16 sacks like here, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to lead the league in something or you have to, you know... You have a signature play or whatever. Yeah. Right. and It's hard. I think Fletcher is a very, very good player. I just, from a voting standpoint, I don't know. He's, he's more... He's Donald is the one getting the numbers. Cox is the one getting everybody else the numbers. Correct, and I think, but, but what I will say is this, is I think Cox is going to set a career high in sacks because Malik Jackson's here and he'll lead to a lot more one-on-one opportunities. Cox, I, I don't think people understand how impressive last year was for Cox because not only was he playing a ton, but there was nobody opposite him to, to take on any sort of extra blocking. That So he had to win on his own. Yeah. And he was winning, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So this ties into the true-false I gave you. At fake 
underscore Dave Benz, who's one of our most active responders on Twitter. Uh, he has Mike Rowe getting fired by week four. <laughs> fired, not just week four. So they would have they'd, they'd have mean, to have a pretty bad first three. I mean, they'd weeks. have to lose to the Lions and or the probably, Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be rough. Wow. Okay. I mean, I guess if you have to, it kind of in theory, if that's what happens, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if they you look, scapegoat somebody, if they look like the Bears against who the, would who would be the interim replacement? Press Taylor, like. Press Taylor's interesting. Um, it wouldn't be Justin Field. Deuce, maybe. Deuce, yeah, probably yeah, Deuce, yeah, probably Deuce, Deuce. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they don't call plays anyway. We're so not asking for somebody to get fired, by the way. Uh. Yeah. But they. But the, the, the important thing to remember, and the reason why I don't think Rowe would be fired mid-season, is because he's not the one calling the plays. Exactly, so. which people forgot last year a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he probably didn't help himself with the whole Golden Tate thing. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> at David Neither G- did the Eagles. At David J.J. Heights. He has him going nineteen and zero, and he literally said, "Not in an I'm taking this seriously way, not in an I'm not taking him seriously." But I actually think they have a good chance of going nineteen and zero. He says, um, and he has them scoring more than five hundred ninety points, which would break the NFL record. Hmm. Pretty high in the offense. Oh, this is, okay. So we'll get into some funnier ones now. So at Chris underscore Kurtz four has him going nineteen and zero, and Jason Peters sheds his threads after the Super Bowl victory. How many threads is he shedding, though? That's, 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 what I, that's the important follow-up. Um, let's see. Okay, this one's this guy is probably not an Eagles fan. At Don Ridenour says, Peterson is fired at year's end after the Eagles go 7-9. You're typically given a three-year cushion. I don't think that would happen. He wouldn't see him. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, this this is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> at EJF underscore 215. 13-3 and swoop tragically kills a fan during an on-field stunt gone bad. Are you really laughing at that? That would be tragic. It didn't, it didn't actually happen. I know, but it would be tragic. That would stink if it happened. Uh. <laughs> Imagine having to write that. So there was a, some... I know you laughed at these. Um, I, I said I was going to be some funny ones, but first, there's a bunch who had Cindy Jones either leading the team and or leading interceptions or making the Pro Bowl. Like I laughed there, at there's these? Like a, I don't remember. I texted you. Oh, yeah. No, like, the yeah pro, the pro, I have a pizza party again. Yeah, that's the, the only pro. thing you say now. So. Yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> But so that's my nom. So if Sidney Jones plays all sixteen games, like, how, what do you think his ceiling is this year? I mean, I I think if he's healthy, he's gonna be their top corner. I mean, talent wise, he's on yeah. paper better than Ronald Darby. Yeah. All right. Um, I actually let me while we're on that subject. Yeah. I actually think this is a big opportunity for him because if he can play all sixteen games and show that he he can play out. Remember, this is his third season, so he, he can. Yeah, but I think his, I think they might be. I think it, it might push back because he only played like one game or something. Like there's some weird contract. I think thing. no, no. I think he's just a restricted free oh, agent. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It doesn't extend the contract number because they uh, had him under their control. But what I'll say is this. Um, this is a big opportunity for him because if he can prove that they don't need Ronald Darby, he's going to make money ne- this next summer after two forgettable seasons. Um, and he has the talent to do it. And I think what's the, what's interesting about the Eagles is now that LeBlanc's got that one-year extension, they have four guys that are going to be here next year, but they're really going to figure out what they have. With Sidney Jones is like the key to make it work. Avante Maddox, you know you can put him anywhere. Rasul Douglas, you know he's good on the outside if you need him. You know, Cravon had a great year when once it all picked up. Sidney Jones is the wild card and a very, very potentially talented wild card. And I think that he's the, he's one of maybe the like the five biggest stories. I mean, he he could be he'd be their Nelson Aguilar of like of the Super Bowl year. For he, sure. He's coming in with a lot of skepticism. Well, and what's interesting too is like 
I like Nelson Aguilar as a prospect, but I wasn't crazy about him. Sidney Jones was really good. Yeah, and then he hurt his Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think from a talent perspective, it's there. It's just a matter of staying healthy. Yeah. At Yo Brad's, Chris Long returns and is Super Bowl MVP. Well, that would be something. <laughs> what do you think? So if, like, hypothetically, Brandon Graham or Barnett got hurt and it was serious, like, do you think they're calling Chris Long? Yeah. 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 I wonder if he'll want to, because I don't know if he's training to be in the NFL right now. He's I mean, not, talking about smoking weed every other day. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I don't know if he'd pass. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll run through some funny ones slash very specific ones, which I appreciate even more than the general ones. At PSU underscore decant 21, Eagles score a touchdown on, on, on another Philly special type play against the Patriots. Lane catches the touchdown pass from Miles Sanders. So I, I Johnson been... splits out wide. I love that. So I imagine Lane Johnson would be the quarterback. I'd imagine the call, uh, the the what call then would be Jason Jason. <laughs> um, all right, this one is very specific. All right, at Dermy McA, because he was going twelve and four, and he says, unfortunately, Ertz gets injured weeks two to five, but Goddard isn't on fire and ends the season as the third best tight end in the NFL behind Travis Kelsey and Evan Ingram. Ertz then comes back for Super Bowl 54 and makes the crucial block that gets Carson Wentz in the end zone for a two-point conversion to win it. Oh, wow. That's quite the narrative. <laughs> it sounds like he had like a specific dream about this and then wrote yeah. it down. <laughs> Evan, I think the most shocking thing... Evan Ingram is, is, is top two. Yeah, well, this <laughs> is, he thinks that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. So he left out Kittle, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> At some point, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey do the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z and become Ultra Sean. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I was a Dragon Ball Z fan when I was a kid, but that, that's pretty funny. All right. Um, this one made me laugh. It's not that funny, but at Zerfer Dad Guy, Josh McCown outduels Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, uh, see, it's like not funny, but it kind of is funny. No, it's definitely funny. That's, that's legitimately funny. And then uh, at the underscore life of Nova, we go into the Saints Stadium for the NFC Championship game. Beat the brakes off them like we did to the Vikings and play Choppa style till every last player leaves the locker room on our way to our second championship in three years. Huh. That's a, there's a lot to take in there. <laughs> you know what? Like, we talk about the Superdome, uh, like, a lot on the show because I hate that stadium. I can't, I read out loud, see it, fun fact, and I can't even hear myself think in that stadium. Yeah. So I would prefer that. Anyone other than them wins uh, <laughs> wins the NFC's like top seed because I have no interest in going to that stadium. I'm, I'm not, I know you like New Orleans. I no, no, get it. I, it's fine. I've been there a lot of times. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to. <laughs> and getting to that stadium is the worst. Yeah. So terrible. out of the teams that are legit contenders, who where would you most like the road game to be in the playoffs? I love LA it. I love Atlanta Stadium. But yeah, yeah. L, I mean LA. LA if their press box is done. LA in January. Pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I was. We, like, we all we are the vert. Well, you you were waiting for a baby to come. Yeah, we were. I I like had my hotel ready to go. They had, went up fourteen to zero. I remember being in Chicago and thinking, "Wow, if they win this game, I really hope they're go- they're going to New Orleans because then I won't feel bad about missing the game because I would have loved to have gone out to L.A. again." Yeah. All right. Um, if you guys made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. For, it was awesome how many uh, hot takes you guys sent into us. Um, I, I'm sorry I didn't get to all of them. We got to a lot more than I. Yes, <laughs> a lot. I wanted to do that though. You, I promise these people, you know. Um, but if you have made it this far, 
tweet at me and I'll do I do this thing in, in my long stories where I put something at the bottom where I tell you if you get this far uh, tweet me a gif of a certain thing so let's we'll do it if you get this far in the podcast and you let me know it I will tweet you a gif from Parks and Recreation oh I, my gosh it's almost like you have a callback joke like a pizza party <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's not funny though that's the difference <laughs> whatever I think a lot of people like pizza parties it's just <laughs> like the most asinine thing you could think of a prize to win think about it anyway um, to add to what Zach said, you know, we're really excited about the season. We're really excited about our coverage plans. We're going to have really in-depth features, in-depth post-game analysis. Make sure you're, you're heading to NJ.com in the sports section. Check out our stuff. We're going to continue to be more consistent with the podcast this season. Um, we're going to hopefully get some player interviews, former player interviews, and, and, uh, have some interesting guests. So, we're, we're doing it all different this year. I think next week's the anniversary of me joining the show. That's and, true. And so maybe we'll, we'll some, throw a pizza party. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will throw a pizza party <laughs> in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, so we'll do something special for that. Maybe have a special guest or if something. You, if you know any good pizza places in Atlanta, tell us. Or if you'd like to get us a pizza sponsor. We are very open to that. Mike's big on the pizza. That's what we're saying. Right, exactly. I mean, who isn't, honestly? If you are not, if you don't like pizza, then get out of here. Right? Yeah, you're not a deep dish guy, though. Like, you don't like Chicago I, pizza. It's, it's not that I don't like it. I just would rather have regular pizza. It's, like, too much. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... Well, the it's one like that, soup. So when we were at the Combine, we had... I had deep dish, and it was, like, the best deep dish pizza I had. Yeah, well, in Chicago is where you had it, for sure. Right, yeah. but we had it in Illinois. Here we go. In, in the in, in sorry, Indianapolis. Sorry, area, it's sorry, my but bad. it was at like the restaurant. Guys, <laughs> I haven't eaten all day, and I've been up since five in the morning. Oh, that's right. You weren't with me in Chicago. No, you were there in Chicago, weren't you? Yeah, you were. In yeah, Chicago. we're in Chicago. Yeah. But, I was just thinking of it. But I went to Portillo's, which that's is right. like my favorite. Yeah, so did place. I. Yeah. I love Portillo's. Big yeah, fan. It's the best. <laughs> all right, we'll end on that note. Thanks for lasting this long. If you have, we'll have a post game pod for you guys on Sunday afternoon game. I'm really happy we don't have to be there until one a.m. again. Yeah. So here's what here's the assignment for that game. Um, for all right, three of you still listening. Yes, for all three of you listening. <laughs> right after the game, give us your prediction for the Atlanta game um, and tell us why or why not you feel like the Eagles are on the right, right path. And we'll read them on the show. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks.